0: Here's the deal, we fail the mission, you die. If we find out any information you give us is false, you die. If we find out you have personalized license plates, you die. What? No. If you cough without covering your mouth... Harley, although that isn't an open invitation for you to cough without covering your mouth. What's the plan? The hell I the not know how much know? You're the leader. You're supposed to be decisive. And I've decided that you should eat a big bag of dicks. If this whole beach was completely covered in dicks, and somebody said I'd eat every dick until the beach was clean for liberty, I would say no problemo. Why would someone put penises all over the beach? Who knows why madmen do what they do? The soundtrack to this film was amazing, wasn't it? Didn't you think? Genuinely. Like, uh, there were so many times in this where I was like, oh, I want to write a song that's like that. I'll be honest, it never actually crossed my mind. Weirdly, what? For, no, for the, lots the, of the soundtrack to this is definitely as good as the soundtrack in Guardians, too. You know what? But I agree. But actually, that is why I think it's so good because I didn't notice that it was needle dropping so much. I think that's why oh, it's so good. Loads. I think that's why I liked it. Unlike the original Suicide Squad, which was obviously just a massive trailer. Where every time a famous song came on, you noticed it. Whereas in this one, yeah, it was way more like Gardens of the Galaxy. Where you feel like someone actually curated songs that were so good and fitted so well with the scenes that I didn't even well, really notice really them. Were songs were. that I'd never heard, and yeah, same. I would be like, uh, the one, the um, there was the one about um about Vietnam, and I was like, I can't believe I've never heard this song because the mm. lyrics were so good. I was like, I can't believe I've never heard this. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, yeah, so we're talking about. The Suicide Squad, yes, um, the Suicide Squad, not, which, not 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 Suicide Squad, yeah, no, the Suicide Squad. Yeah, great, well done, okay. guys. You've added a whole vert to the title, it's yeah. not like Modern <laughs> Warfare did with their new game. It's like, oh, it isn't. This isn't Call of Duty Modern Warfare. It's no, it's yeah. They no, oh, no, they did. They literally did that, didn't they? It's pretty yeah. bad. My bad. Or like this isn't. This isn't they took um, away the number four. This isn't Battlefield. This is Battlefield One. Or uh, this isn't Star Wars Battlefront. This is Star Wars Battlefront. Yeah, I feel like th- I feel like they missed an opportunity to to name this film better. I feel like they should have called it Suicide Squad, Let's Try That Again or yeah. something. Because I feel like for a film that's being very self aware, they should they should, I feel like they could have lent into that a bit more. Because a lot of people were very confused about what this film was. Because they yeah, were like, yeah. didn't this come out four years ago? But interestingly, um this film the first film does have a massive cult following it's i would say 80% of it's people it's got one agree basement full of lunatics that love it agrees it agrees it's i think 80% agree it's not very good um or is dreadful which I, I mean i'd give it like a 3 out of 10 no one disagrees like. that it wasn't an absolute baller to watch like you no, because but because i know i know two people in my family who love this film, who love that film. no no I, no i mean it's i mean we watched it together for your first viewing of it and it was absolutely hysterical Oh, yeah. Was, oh, see what you mean. Yeah, it was hilarious. Yeah. Thorough, a thorough enjoyment had by all. Yeah, yeah. But at the at expense the of the film, for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a, oh, yeah, it's, it's a, a three. A, it's an a, unrequited a, under- under- three. It's, it's, a, a, it's a low. It's a low three. I think Will Smith <laughs> and Margot <laughs> and Robbie can save it from being a two
1: because that form is really
0: good. Smith and Robbie are great in that song. Particularly uh, they Robbie. But, yeah, they are both great. Yeah, really, yeah, yeah. Smith is great, though. He is great. He is. And I find it interesting that he wasn't in this one. Well, um, and that's interesting, isn't it? Because um there's that great subversion of the fact that you're like, Okay, so um Bloodsport, um Idris Elba's character, yeah, in terms of on paper is always oh, the same as Will Smith. So yeah, yeah. he has to he has to go talk to his daughter. Um, yeah, yeah, You know, and, and you're like, Oh, it's gonna be like what they did with Will Smith, you know, making it so that he, you know, loves his daughter very much and he yeah. really misses her. Do you know what I mean? I thought it was really clever. Yeah to yeah, be like and yes, also, yes, we've also, we've just got another great sharpshooter. Well, more the, it's more the fact that they've treated Deadshot like he's a Hydra, essentially, where one gets taken out and two take his place, essentially. Oh, yeah. Because we get two Cruz Deadshots. Because it's like, well, you can't have the original Peacemaker Deadshot. Peacemaker so an absolute legend. Oh, Cena and Druselva. Can... That's a combination I didn't think we were ever going to get. And I fucking love it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. John, John Cena is awesome in this film. Yeah. He, I think, I'm I'm think, gonna, think I'm gonna spoil it everyone straight, is. Yeah, everyone's great in this film. I'm, I'm going to spoil it straight up and say that Cena was my favourite. F- oh, which you could have predicted, but weirdly, uh, in, terms John Cena the, in terms of the new cast added, yeah, yeah, I agree. John Cena plays this film like he is Mark Wahlberg, which is really weird, but it's but, true. But good, he plays it. No, Mark Wahlberg <laughs> is a fantastic actor. <laughs> all right, sorry. he is. Sorry, you, you just need to watch Boogie Nights. <laughs> yeah, all right, maybe you I agree.
1: Yeah, <laughs> anyway, you, continue. You do. Sorry.
0: um but like he plays it with that kind of um, Mark Wahlberg comedy vibe. It was very much like a Mark Wahlberg comedy performance where Mark Wahlberg is trying to be you know, hyper-masculine and playing it very seriously. But it's also kind of funny how hard he's trying. Mm. Uh, and Peacemaker has that vibe. Um, Absolutely. I love, yeah. But I love what he stands for in the actual plot. Like, he's actually... The joke about Peacemaker is actually at the heart of the, what this, this film is saying, you know, making a deeper message about America. Where yeah. it's like, you know, peace at any cost, even if that's by doing the wrong thing. Yeah, and the twist that spoilers. Yeah, the Americans are what are holding up the evil organization was a great way of actually making the Suicide Squad actually do what they're supposed to do. Because in the first film, obviously their incentive for helping out was completely fabricated out of nothing. Yeah, literally, I can't remember what it was. Well, well, because there wasn't one. It was literally just like, oh, we're sad, but we're bored. Shall we save the universe? Yeah, all right, then fine. Jesus Christ. Uh, You know what? I was was expecting us to to discuss the first film. I've just realised there's pretty fuck all to discuss. The first film? It's just really bad, isn't it? It's It's not really really got... The worst thing about about... it is... No, the the biggest problem with the first film is two. Uh, One is the fact that if you're making a team movie about a team, then the way that they come over, you know, they get over their problems should be as a team. Yeah. Uh, Whereas in that final fight, I think barely any of them do anything. Um, so that's one problem, but the biggest problem is that once you get out of the prison, which I actually think in the first film is actually the good part of the film. I do enjoy that bit. The once in the prison, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, yeah, the first like fifteen minutes. Yeah. Once they're out of the prison, <laughs> it amounts to the Suicide Squad. Uh, you know, it might as well have been a you know a TV movie made for ITV4 Canada because it's like once <laughs> they get out there, they walk down I think about three streets through a building back out the building, through some streets to a train station. It's a Ryanair literally... flight. It's literally a Ryanair flight. It's a, a Ryanair flight. They, or, get a, yeah. they get in a helicopter, which crashes. Or, they go or, walking. They get in another helicopter, which crashes. Yeah. Or, a a bronze, or a bronze DV that goes yeah. horribly wrong. You exactly. Know, where they get they get lost in a the swamp. They, have they to set it in or That would and be then they have to, Yeah, yeah. And then they have Swap to do it again. And, and, and they have to walk through Luton or something. Like, it's just... It's not... You know, it's just, oh, it's just boring. Like, it's it's just also, boring. to your to your first point about the whole team dynamic thing, is you don't introduce new characters for an ensemble film by just putting text on the screen to summarise their characters. Yeah, like, yeah. You actually should... Sh- and, you know, this film does suffer from a few of those general issues about how they have to introduce a lot of characters very quickly, but the difference with this is they actually show them doing what they do together instead yeah. of just telling us what their deal is. And there's a awful lot of comedy... More fluid about it there's this film kind of seems to be slightly at points a better commentary on what the first film did wrong and it still has structurally oh for speaking, sure well the it's first, still, sorry structurally speaking it still includes some of the things that make the first film bad but it does it well so for example in the first film you have midway loads of random not necessarily flashbacks but you do have flashbacks but mm. so you know you know there's the whole bits of like showing how Harley Quinn became Harley Quinn yeah uh, as well, there's flash with flash and like El yeah. Diablo and stuff yeah all really weird stuff yeah. and in, in this film they don't flash back but they it's a completely side plot is her relationship with the guy who's head of government tip top I fucking but, love that but that, bit, it's brilliant it's one of the best parts of the film Yeah. but it actually doesn't have much to do really with the actual film it's just here's Harley Quinn's character moments no but the point is that, that you show her character, her character growth important. in a scene rather than just telling you yeah, yeah. this is what's happened to her the, uh, the the best part of the film is probably when she kills him
1: and it's one says, of the best
0: bits yeah it's amazing um, it's so that whole bit is incredible no this it's, film it's, is, it's interesting it's interesting because that's female empowerment as horror.
1: Oh, he's is kind of
0: weird, isn't it though? When she kills him, it is like, oh, it's, this is a good thing because he's bad, but it's also a bad thing because She's she killed him. She's relentless about it. And it's, it's a bad thing because of her attitude towards it. Well, it's more the fact that it's what her toxic relationship with the Joker has done to her approach to life. Yeah, and it's, it's a nice little detail, how all her tattoos have changed. But it's... To oh, like, yeah. Daddy's, ex, Daddy's ex-girl and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah. Um, And I think... The, I love the way they've turned around her character. Like We still need to watch Birds of Prey, I know. Yeah, right? we do. We, well, I mean, I'm glad that I have a slight knowledge of what happens in that film. Because, and likewise, yeah. Because it was like, okay, so I know she's broken up. And then also when, you know, that awesome scene, that was beautifully choreographed. The javelin where she oh, kills them all. And oh the, my um... god, that scene was well, amazing. That's amazing. That thing and that um... was a proper Guardians too, like Yondu with the with the uh, what do you call it arrow thing. It was proper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. That scene. Well, was I, I so was fantastic. like, was this chore- was this choreographed by the guy John Wick? I thought because obviously he did the fights in Birds of Prey. Ah, well, I, I f- maybe, but I mean, James Gunn is obviously. Fairly well known as well for doing some like light action. Oh yeah, stuff he, as yeah, well, he, he's so. he's very good. At, there's, there's great action scenes in Guardians too, especially. Yeah, yeah, um, I both Guardians films to be fair. Yeah, um, and especially actually. he's especially good, James Gunn, at um, showing character beats in action scenes, which is what's the important thing to do if you're if you're doing action. That's the whole exactly. point of it. Is. Are you listening, Black Widow? Anyway, yeah, um, it's true. Um, but um, this one is yeah. very, very, very well aware of the film that it's. Carrying off of, because, especially because of the first 15 minutes. The first 15 minutes absolutely blew my socks off. It's kind of my favourite part of the film, even though it's not the best part of the film. Oh, because it's, because so, it's the the stylised action is superb. Man. Well, the very, symbolic it, taking of all the things that people didn't like about the first film and literally just obliterating them. Well, by like, let's just get all these characters together. Don't really explain who they are. Yeah, you know, get them together. Put put them down there. And well, they go through all all the same motions. Oh yeah, let's gather together all these these people that are really shit, and we haven't researched them or what they do together. And it's doing all the same things that happen in the first film that in that film are played as being straight. And obviously, yeah, immediately they all just die in absolutely horrendous ways. And it's Mm. and it's and then showing that it's uh, Waller using them as a distraction to bring out or James Gunn, rather, using them as a distraction to bring out his suicide squad. It's, I think that's a wonderful sort of fuck you uh, changing of the guard. Over oh, yeah. the scene. It's yeah, so yeah. clever, I think. I know it's, it's, it's not, you know, the most original thing in the world, but it is hilariously done. It's brilliant. Um, and, yeah, when Captain Boomerang's there and that. I mean, he's uh, It's quite clever, actually, because in the... Um, the warm up for this film with like the posters and stuff. Captain Boomerang was one of the main characters they showed. Yeah, yeah. So it is like I, I think it's really good of Jay Courtney to be happy to be the, the butt of the joke. Really. Well, you made a good point that, and I can't prove you wrong that you were convinced that he died in the first one, and the joke was he's a boomerang, so he'd come back for this film. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I can't, can't prove remember, you, and I'd love to prove you wrong, but I don't want to watch that first film again. So we're just gonna have no. to run with the show. I, I hope he does come back because they show his boomerang glowing, and I wouldn't be surprised if that is a thing. Oh yeah, that it, was weird. Like it's um, yeah, yeah. An Elven so made. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, Mithril. <laughs> yeah. Mithril boomerang. So I'm wondering if he'll, um, if he will come back. Maybe that would be that would be funny if they do. Whether I don't know whether yeah. they are planning on making well, a Yeah, well, 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 you know, maybe it wasn't a good day to die hard. You know. We. What's also yeah. another thing that's reflected Very obviously from the first film is that the main Villain has a very very similar Function in the story than the main villain of the first One because so the first um, one was obviously What the, do you mean Starro has a similar function to yes, Inch- exactly. Enchantress is that who it is Enchant- Yeah because Enchantress and her and her Bro um, obviously Make all this goo and Use that to like Amass people to become their soldiers To go out and spread their Whatever okay, yeah. it is they are So it's very similar to Starro yeah but, the difference being a massive shift in tone setup and the thematic consistency of, you know, the um, the the government being the ones who perpetrated the problem. Yeah, yeah. Well, Starro is really cool. Um, yeah. Because uh, the, the thing is mean, about like, Starro, yeah. I was surprised. Obviously, I, I first found out about him because he's a Easter egg in Arkham Knight. Um, oh, of yes, in the matter of family, yeah, yeah. see. Yeah, yeah, Exactly. It's really cool. And it's a really creepy room. And there's loads of like, YouTube videos of people going on it and saying, oh, this room, you know, made me consider that my life was a lie or whatever anyway um but yeah i wonder the, if, that, I wonder if so, that means that they're going to be in the new suicide squad game especially well, now so. that this movie I, has I used thought, it that's pretty likely i'm surprised that he he used it here like this because um one yes it's used very well but i'm surprised they defeated it because in the comics starro is kind of a Thanos level event well, I mean, tinfoil hat on, or well, peacemaker hat on. Um, <laughs> I it's possible that that they've the studios agreed to use Star in order to you know sort of uh, spin up a bit of public awareness of him as a villain, so that when he's involved in the game, it oh, to be fair, yeah. So for DC Comics, it gets them a bit more awareness. I mean, because the thing is, it's hard to be like, yeah, we're going to get a starfish to be this malevolent <laughs> being, but in the um, in the comics and in this, the, the starfish. With an eye on people's faces, with their mouths underneath. Looks amazing. I don't whoever yeah. came up with that, it, it's very it rick and look, morty, but yes. It is Rick and Morty. But it is it does. In a good way, of, though. It is kind of body horror-y. It is. Well yeah. they obviously is when they peel it off and there's all the blood underneath and stuff. It's really Yeah, funny. they d- they don't play it that much for horror a lot of the time. I feel like no, they, no. they play it for being cartoonishly insane most of the time, which is nice. Like I feel like they actually they actually gave James Gunn I I suspect more of a remit to go bloody and gory than the MCU did which is yeah. nice I suppose like you know they, they let him I don't feel like it did not give off the impression that he was held back with this film well no but that's what he said um, in interviews he said he, he, every character that he asked to use he was allowed he said everything he asked for he was given there was no occasion where like he, you know with Marvel where he's told no you can't do this you can't do that I mean he that was does never... scream some alarm bells but I mean he, he, he was well. he at no point was he told he couldn't do something yeah um I feel yeah. like James Gunn's involvement in this film is I, I I am still getting to grips with how weird it is that he made this because James Gunn saving a franchise that was directly inspired by f- films that he made for a competing franchise it's like it's like it's like if the, that new uncharted film that's coming out was they got like Steven Spielberg and George Lucas to make it yeah, yeah, because it's like yeah, the other <laughs> Yeah, it's like, oh, you know that thing that, that you made that inspired us to make this thing in the first place. We want you to make the next one of it. It's like, well, yeah, why, yeah, why would you, why would they do that? Yeah, it's so, really. Props weird, to James Gunn for going. Yeah, okay. Mm. Actually, no. Actually, didn't he do it because um, the Marvel temporarily fired him? That's why, because he was fired on Twitter. But he's been brought back. He's hasn't years he? ago, he has been Marvel brought back brought because. Because people said this is ridiculous, you can't fire people over tweets from ages ago. But for some reason, uh, he's like a better what? Zack Snyder. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, because the fam- yeah, have he's... brought him back. But the difference is everyone's okay with it. It is very, it is very similar. The, the difference is that James Gunn makes films that are very fun and aren't too long. Um, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Zack Snyder isn't, you know, he isn't he's, bad. Zack Snyder. He's not. But... He's not. He's, he's 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 visually incredible. He's very They're not Michael his Bay Bay, fans really. here. He's very Michael Bay. He's visually incredible, but he doesn't necessarily tell good stories. Yeah. In a enthralling way. And in fairness, I mean, this film from a storytelling perspective is not perfect. Like it's paced quite very dodgily. It's it all kind right. Of goes all the middle, way the, the middle falters. Definitely. The middle yeah. does falter. Um, it's not bad at any point. Um, no, no, I agree it does, with that. It does take a bit of time. You know, I, and the thing is, there's no scene in this film I don't enjoy. That's why you can let it slide. You're like, no, because I enjoy all the scenes, the scenes in the nightclub and, Peter Capaldi in this film. Yeah, oh, yeah. I nearly fell off my chair. Oh, he was brilliant. Honestly, just, I mean, leaving aside all of his great performance, I was just happy to see Peter Capaldi swearing again.
1: Yeah, no, I've really missed satisfying. it.
0: Very satisfying, honestly. Because he's literally one of the best swearers you know in the world. You know what it felt like? It felt like um, a swearing evil Doctor Who. He, <laughs> did, he still felt very Doctor Who in this. The way that he was when he was telling talking down to everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, was, it was the way he was condescending everyone from the point of view of I'm clever. And, you know, it was. Uh, I do wonder very, if there's a meta commentary there because he doesn't actually have any powers in this film. He's just like a very clever dickhead. Yeah, yeah, which is Doctor Who, right? That which is, is yeah, car. which is the twelfth Doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so it's so weird. It does genuinely. I'm not saying that because I like Doctor Who. Um, <laughs> my girlfriend said as well. Oh, that like, you just felt like he was playing Doctor Who and swearing. I was like, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> bang yeah. bang! Doctor Who times Malcolm Tucker. Yeah, exactly. Weird bulbs it's, in your head equals this character. Yeah, yeah, very it's happy cool. with that. <laughs> I, I thought he, I thought he was brilliant. Um, yeah. yeah I by actually, the way, with you. Yeah. By the way, um, my girlfriend didn't like this as much as the first Suicide Squad film. Okay, I'm um, really Wh- yeah, why she liked it. Um, she especially liked King Shark, um, but yeah, Sylvester Stallone, yeah, King he's Shark. sick. And then be honest, like his actual voice acting is genuinely really good. Like, there's loads of lines in this where he doesn't actually sound like Stallone. I felt like he found, well, I felt like he made more sense than Stallone. In this film, <laughs> well, he's not playing, you know, in a, Well, he is actually, he is, he is yeah. playing an emotion, emotionally, and um, you know, mentally, you know challenged character, which yeah. is his thing. I, d- I do even though they obviously he's kind of like the surrogate for Killer Croc was in the first one. Um obviously much better. they much, do. Much better. He is much well, better. I, Although is Killer Croc even in Suicide Squad? Igno- At when? <laughs> when is he even I, in that film? Igno- <laughs> well he's just there as a racial stereotype. But yeah. In um if I leave aside the comparisons to a movie which we've already said is a three out of ten, on a on a level playing field, I feel like King Shark is not is probably a little bit underutilized? Like he is mostly there just as a curveball, which is handy from a story. Like you know, in terms of making the plot progress. But I don't think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He didn't feel as, cool. as, as he, doesn't, he out doesn't as the other he doesn't characters has fleshed out much. Nice. He doesn't nice. have as much um, character work actually done. No, uh, no but, but he is he's really cool. Yeah. Uh, James Gunn said about it. He said that he's the Groot of the movie. But he's a lot less. <laughs> he's a lot less sentimental than Groot. So you're able to, um, you know, depict him in quite a different way to Groot. But he is. He said essentially, for him as a storytelling device, it was it's meant to be a similar vibe. It's a good comparison. Although I think the problem is that the way the way that Groot works so well with people was because of Groot's relationship with Rocket and the way that Groot sacrifices himself in the first Guardians. Oh yeah, well, it's, it's back Chewbac- They are literally Chewbacca in hand, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, Things exactly, crazy. exactly. Um, but. Yeah, you don't get so much of that in this film, which which is fine. You know, it's not like they need hey, to. at the end of the day, there's an awful lot of stuff in this film that carries very little depth and is just fun. And King Shark is 100% one yeah. of those things done actually really well. He's, He's very a useful fun. curveball. Yeah. I like him a lot. Like, whenever he does anything, I go, Oh, you're so cute. I love you. You're like, My girlfriend was dying over him. Like, she was like, He's the coolest thing ever. Yeah. You know, and I, I love that scene <laughs> as well. Well, it, it does help that we love Stallone. Um, but well, obviously. There's, I love the scene with the incredible music when he is looking into the tank and he thinks those fish are his friends. Oh. And they're all making, and they're all making his shape. And you're like, Oh, that's really beautiful. And then it turns out they're making his shape because they want to eat every part of him. <laughs> Oh, in that's fairness, actually, that's so cool. I, you know what? I have just said that he doesn't. He does actually have a very miniature character arc. Well, it's learning is, to have friends, Well, learning to not eat his friends, because obviously yeah, the fish yeah. that he would, which is a great eat, idea, was difficult cool a... to eat him. Well, it's, it's fish your friends, not food. The movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's Bruce. Anyway, yeah, um, yeah. So to be fair, I mean that's. I mean, it's a miniature. It's a miniature, and the CG is but... pretty good. I think it's quite stylized, so I don't think it's going to age very much. I mean, uh, the film is is. Um, is coloured and shot in a very cartoonish fashion anyway. Yeah, so be fine. Well actually that's it. yeah, so I mean this film it loves uh, environmental based title cards more than yeah. know, Bram Stoker's Dracula loves match cuts. Like It's literally like every single <laughs> fucking new scene. It's like, oh yeah, let's make uh, this. I'm, so gl- I'm so glad you've seen Bram Stoker's Dracula. Because you do bring it up like every week. <laughs> so, it's
1: fucking insane.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it is one of the most insanely made films ever made by a There game. is not a single transition in that film that isn't a weird match cut. Yeah, I know, it's crazy. How do you keep that up for that long? And this film is the exact same. Every time it wants to sell something new, it just does a really weird I environmental liked, like, anime well, style. What I liked about it was it made me think, oh, this is a comic book film, and each of these is a different chapter. And That's visually, what I thought. Yeah, visually described to it, that. It was, more it was than... chaptering it. Yeah, but the, yeah, and the way that the fourth wall was broken in terms of yeah environments making text was like literally apart from Into the Spider-Verse, was the most overtly visually comic booky y yeah, yeah. film maybe ever. I don't know. Apart no. from animated films, basically. Yeah, yeah. or um, It really f- crosses that line. It does. Sorry, you were going to yeah. say maybe. No, no, I just think about other ones. Like, yeah. you could argue Batman and Robin, but that's more like the 60s. <laughs> I mean, you that's could do. No, like you, you could do. You could do. Yeah, yeah. I, know, I know what you mean. Um, yeah, yeah. But, yes, this is a very comic booky film, yes. Um... Peter Potty was great. P- oh, I think who I thought was brilliant in this film and they actually took him really seriously was Rick Flagg. Oh, you're... <laughs> oh <laughs> L- I Loki, loved your favourite Suicide Squad character. Yeah, 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 he still is. He's a legend in this film. <laughs> I did not expect them to keep him. I I, I expected honestly expected him to, him to get cut because he was fucking b- so boring in the first film. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's dreadful in the first film. But in this film, he literally acts his heart out. Like, he's so good. I, I, I agree. They they, pro, they properly like he might be the most impressive thing that James Gunn did to the f- film. Yeah, I when he died, I almost cried. Y- yeah, I mean, actually, I, that I was, was just... literally like, I was literally like, "Don't go, Rick. I love <laughs> you. I want, I I was literally like, "Rick, I need you in the third movie. It won't be Suicide Squad without you. The yeah. third film better be called the Resurrection of Rick Flag, and it better be about how they bring him back." you like, know kudos a, a, a character that no one gave a shit about and literally he's, spent he's, two hours laughing at hey he's he's centre. oh he's now my favorite suicide school character for the right reasons he was originally my favorite he's not for my the favorite, wrong reasons but yeah oh he's <laughs> no, that's so fair, that's fair enough he, he's sick he's so cool and his the way that he just opposes peacemaker is excellent yeah, yeah, him yeah. being the whole american hero shit but obviously he's just a dude <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it the is, fact that he and Idris Elba are supposedly like were friends like in war together and yet some Idris Elba ended up becoming like a complete crazy super soldier and Brick Flags just a man. Yeah. I love that. I think it's amazing. Um although the the scene when he get when he quote unquote dies um that's so cool when they show the heart that was very Sniper Elite. That was really... that. Oh, yeah. I genuinely thought that is pushing the rating further than it's I expected. A, it's a very um, Rambo 4 move. And there's an awful lot in this film that really reminds me of Rambo 4. Uh, especially when they go to the camp and they kill everyone. Oh, It's it's very much like Oh, you the brought scene... up maybe my favourite scene. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, In uh, In Rambo 4, there's this um, fantastic <laughs> scene. It might be one of my favourite Rambo scenes for sure. Like where he... You're basically seeing Rambo like doing his thing for like 10 minutes, just like stealthing through this camp, killing everyone. Yeah. And that's what that scene very much feels like it's meant to be like. Oh, for but sure. Then, it was so <laughs> it was like it was also like watching um you play through a, a level in Medal of Honor Warfighter. Yeah. Except yeah. at the end it obviously pulled, like it does the thing where it amazing Paul pulls rug. Rug and just goes, Oh yeah, these were all really like good people. <laughs> I just want to say I'd happily watch this film again. Like I'd watch this oh, film. Oh, I I want to watch it now. Yeah, I love it. It's it's a perfect. I don't even film. think it's objectively it's amazing, got to be, But No, it's it's gotta be one of the best Domino's films ever made. I'm gonna buy this you know my DVD collection of like classic weird and wacky movies, like yeah. some of which are good and some of which are bad. Yeah. But this one is good. Irrespective,ly this one is good, and this would definitely be in there with like Blade Two and Hellboy and stuff like that. This is a fantastically stylized, stupid. If it were for some of the gratuitous peak, violence, peak tonight, I would probably agree. I don't know. There's some. Oh, there's no! Some the gratuitous bits where violence would... is part of it. That's part of why it's... some of it, it would make me it... look down at my food and go, "Hmm, I think we're oh, done I with the tomato mean. sauce." <laughs> I see what you mean, but I'm saying like it's a quality B movie. I guess that's why I'm getting that. Suicide Squad <laughs> th- yeah, is true. one of is one of the great B movies. Um yeah, I, I I think I agree with that. I don't know if that's an insult or not. It's kind of hard to say. Poker dot man thoughts uh, from A- Ant-Man ant, ant Man. Yes. Well, i well, for <laughs> me he's he will always Prisoner be shift tumnus Oh, okay. from uh what's his name? What's for dot Knight? Oh god. Yeah, yeah. He's always he's weird. Be that it's weird. When I saw him my fourth view, I thought, yeah, thought cuz you always bring up how he's randomly in stuff. Like he uh, he's in, he's in prisoners and now he's in this. It's like what's going on? He's in Gotham.
1: He's fucking yeah, everywhere.
0: Just like, he just always plays weird guys. I loved, I loved the editing with his mum, especially how they didn't sometimes pull your attention to it. There was that bit where he's dancing in the club and you're, he's framed. Yes, you're, I only noticed that at the framed, very end of the show. Yes, it's framed and lit, so it looks like him. And then when you look around him, it's all his mum, and it terrified me. I was like, ah. It was very, and was very, very, uh, very, uh, Freudian, very Freudian. Very oh, and, and Freudian. Yeah, writing. and Freudian, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's quality. <laughs> that uh, was good. I feel like he was probably the least... Um, Kind oh, he's of. The least. he's useful. the least cool of the main of the main ones. He, he is he felt like he was there more for jokes than he was for plot, but he was still he was still fun, you know. He's cool. What about the um the uh Chekhov's uh, rats? Which is the oh. you know I spent so much of the film being like, use the rats now. This yeah. would be a good time to use the rats, and then he only used it at the end, it's like oh. <laughs> Well like Hulk and getting angry. Now would be a great time for you to use your rats. Yeah, um, yes. yes. what do you think of Taika Waititi? Um Oh, cracking Moses. I think that, that is the only thing about her character I didn't like um, because I felt what? that they did not need to cut back to a character that we've already like kind of been told about. That was a bit of an original Suicide Squad move where they did the thing with the Joker and the Vat of Acid where it's like, I didn't need to see this to understand what was going on. Oh, uh, but to be fair, I, did, um, I think by getting a likeable actor um, to show the heroin addiction being a bad part of him as a villain, 'Cause he is a Batman villain. Rat Catcher is a Batman villain, yeah, like in sure. in the comics. So it's like I, I now like the idea that he's doing all those crazy things with rats because he's addicted to drugs, but he loves his daughter and, and that's interesting. Maybe but I got I got like, that impression without needing to see the weird flashback. No is but what, you, is my point. Because people she have She displayed hang-ups. that through her motivation. People have in film. but I think people have hang ups on heroin addiction. So it's like you show an actor we like and then we're gonna be more responsive to it.
1: I feel like, like this one... film
0: didn't need to do that, though. I just felt it was. I think it was. It was just fat. That was. All. I felt like it could have been cut.
1: In fairness, though, it didn't it take away to about
0: film, one minute thirty. It's the sl- whole film. It's yeah, but it did slow down the pace of a scene where you were meant yeah, to yeah. be feeling and, tension. And likewise, in that that scene, that part of the film is when this film slows down a little too much. Yeah. Yes. Like it's it does. Yeah, it's kind of and they you know obviously they they just beat him by just doing their normal shtick of shooting it, things yeah. at it. I mean it is a strange film because a lot of the character work doesn't seem to have outside of Rick Flag Cena and um you know Blood Money or whatever it is uh Bloodsport Blood that's it uh, I would include Harley Quinn in this point that I'm about to make which is their character work seems to have no effect on the plot or just not important it's just quite, not that they're, it's they're quite kind dental. of just they're kind of not important. Like, Harley Quinn in this film does feel like a side hustle to the film. She's in it. She's funny. And yeah. her main her main part in the film is a cutaway. Both that times. That is a good point, actually. She is, she is a side mission. It's annoying, though, because her performance is absolutely astonishingly brilliant. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's classic. It really is. Yeah. She said in an interview the other day, she said she she wants to play that part like until she dies, basically. Like, Fair enough. Wants, Honestly, she wants to do it until she's told she can't. It might be in my top ten favorite comic book performances. Fair, it's brilliant. It's, it's really so good. like it's just it's instantly iconic. Hmm. And uh, when you even even in the first Suicide Squad film, as we've brought up, yeah, she's no iconic one, in that film. Yeah, she's no one iconic expected someone film. to be able to actually how play you, Harley Quinn. How, and life. how can you? And how can you be iconic in a three out of ten? Exactly, I feel like for the, for the right reasons. As I well. feel like they did a good job in this film as well, and I know they did this also quite well. But it's a prey of, of not doing the annoying thing of overly sexualizing her, which they do quite kind of creepily in the first one. So yeah, I was glad. Hard. I was it's, glad it's they have they the that. the first film. You probably see her bum and legs more than you see her. It's um, it's super like when the the trailer for that film, that first one, they had to like do CG editing so that it wasn't unsuitable for children for adverts on TV. Really? That's a bad sign. If you've it made a film really. that does that, it's like okay, like, well, we're, not, we're making suicide's some... called Not Cullicula. maybe they felt they had to do that because there was no story. It's like what's going to keep people looking? Honestly, yeah. literally, yeah. Like that's completely yeah. true. <laughs> um, wow. And yeah, I would wait. Did we talk? Oh, we know we did talk about the scene when she ran right, because I was about to mention the um, her seeing flowers instead of blood was a touch yes. that I thought was absolutely stunning. Well, that apparently is um a, a Birds of Prey thing. So they oh, is it? Oh, shit. And they, well, gl- I... and they use glitter as well, apparently. That's very cool. So I, thought, I so love that. They, they, they tried to make it like um that film. They tried to make unapologetically, traditionally, you know, um, girly, girly stereotypes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's about empowering those stereotypes, you know, and being like, yeah. these stereotypes can be cool, you know, in the same way that, you know, John Cena with a gun can be cool, you know. I, it's probably it's probably the DCU film version of prayer, that is that I'm most looking forward to watching of all the. Oh, I can't wait, yeah, yeah, because yeah, you have got Hugh McGregor in that as well. It's going to be. Oh yeah, even, I always forget he's in that. Yeah, yeah, even if it's not that good, I'm going to enjoy it because I'm going to get to watch him. So it's like you know. Yeah, it's true. Cool. Oh, yeah, I think I think that's fair. Although I'm trying to think again, it serves more of a punchline because obviously when they when they make the massive plan to go save her and she gets out on her own. Is an excellent joke so is it worth sacrificing you know a good character to plot relationship for a very good joke hey well the, the maybe thing is all, i don't the, know the thing the thing is all of her side hustle stuff is actually really good for her character and it's really fun true so i suppose it's going to be predicated on whether i'm just saying franchise well, continues and whether it becomes a, a it's, point. it's more it's more if there was an issue with this film it's the the it's just so unfocused sort of yeah. sort but of, the plot, sort not, of the plot is not very is not particularly great in this film this film well this film it sets up about... really great jokes and scenarios for characters to flourish but it's mostly a film about character but this film is just show. about having a laugh it's just a big show it's a carnival it's just a carnival, carnival that is that is the perfect way of putting it yeah. that's what this film is like it's not concerned with you know carnival of stuff. blood it and, and shit does it. and yeah yeah, that that classic third Doctor said yes, but I mean, it's uh, <laughs> it's just trying to. I don't know. Like, if you look at the um, the actual posters for it as well, it looks like they're trying to kind of make it like kind of Tarantino, Robert Rodriguez esque. Oh. Like, oh yeah. If you if you Definitely. look at the picture for the soundtrack, it looks like the Machete franchise, <laughs> which okay. is like classic. They're, they're like bad on purpose films. Right. Okay. Made by the guy who made *Dust Till Dawn*, they like purposeful B movies, like, yeah. It, and that's what this feels like it's going for. It's, it's funny it's how much you can save bones. a a franchise's issues just by nailing the tone. It's yeah. it, like this. This should be in film school for people understanding how you can take like because like as we've said, there's a lot of problems that this film shares with the original film that do that basically make no difference to to actual enjoyment of it because they got the tone right this time. Yeah, and the tone of all of those, you know, problems actually sometimes makes them not problems at all. Well, it addresses that's the weird it, it thing. It's it like addresses them. Excuse me, rather than just allows yeah, well, audience to watch them wonder the whether they were that, meant yeah, ironically. Although I like Deadshot in the first film, uh, that's the difference they make. Roger Selva's character here make the tone much more fulfilling. Yeah, and, and in the, in the whole way, thing about them saying oh, and the setup and payoff of the uh, of the bullet going through the bullet joke. That's yeah, excellent yeah. shit. That's great yeah, yeah. stuff just going to say it cuz i like showing off i saw that coming in the last 10 minutes i was like right they're going to fight oh yeah 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 as soon as you see uh, idris land in front of him and you see them both holding their your guns you're like oh okay yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah. oh Which yeah weird, you're, fully, you're fully you're fully meant to see, a see that side coming. Joke. but you, oh, you just, are okay. you just want to you just meant to want to see it yeah happen. yeah it's it's a um, you know that you're you're getting what you want and that's that's it's cool like thing. playing the spider-man ps4 game everyone knows otto's going to turn into octopus we just all really really want to see it yeah yeah or we don't want to see it because it's so sad. Exactly. Well, that's why. That's why yeah, I mean, yeah. it. like it. Well, it makes you. It makes you wait for it to make it all the more worse slash better, depending. Oh on yeah, what it and it's and it is great when it happens. Also, because yeah. um, it's yeah. this film was always going to be predictable because it wasn't trying to break new ground narratively. So was, that's the point. You, trying need to you need to, need to address it. It was trying to re-establish quality for someone else. Yeah, and re-establish an actual like sort of. Uh, a dialogue between the director and the audience that doesn't feel patronising. Yeah, yeah, the first one's incredibly patronising. Also, um, it's kind of fun how the journey... Well, I mean, it's the same. These characters have the same journey. I don't know if you could make a Suicide Squad where the central protagonist wasn't, I'm a villain and I'm going to have to learn how to use my powers to be heroic instead. How I, I, I want to know how you'd make a different take on it because that seems to be all you can do. With this I think is villains yeah. learning how to be heroic. You know, only one of is really heroic. It's like, ra- really it's heroic, like reformation, though. isn't it? What, which is um Rick. Well, I, you see, okay, you know, to be a Ratcatcher, that's true. They're both of them. I feel like everyone else, even the ones, but who, but they're all they're all heroic in the end. I mean, in they've they, all got they hot, decide... but they're still villains. Where well, is is bloodsport? A villain? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I feel like also, I feel yeah, I feel like what I mean is that like he kills um. Sorry, spoilers, everyone. Uh, he kills, um, what's his name, Peacemaker, mostly because he was trying to kill Rick Flagg and, you know, was going against the team. I don't yeah, feel yeah. like he had... Much, he did, didn't seem to have much of a vested interest. He, he learns how to be a, a leader, catcher. obviously. Oh, I love it. I love it when they knock out Viola Davis. She's so unlikable in this film. This is on purpose. Um, whether the bad guys... Oh, Amanda Waller. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and that, again, they've really Amanda, Amanda Waller the is... her... Because she is meant to be... She's a DC villain, obviously. Um, and they just made her like a bit of an ass that everyone just listened to in the first one. And yeah, they properly ham it up with her being completely crazy. Yeah, yeah. Which was absolutely... It was wonderful. Yeah, but it was wonderful. She, she, got, also seems the believab- she seems believably evil. Yeah, because like you say, the whole propping up of the US government across, um, overseas, you know, institution and experimentation it's, and it's, stuff. It's, it's, it's like it vice, fits doesn't... her character she's a great actress by the way like i can't believe that that's her when i watch her in this i just can't believe well she's in have you seen the help she's brilliant in that she's in fences she's honestly a fantastic actress the lady Uh... plays amanda waller she's so varied honestly i do think i've seen her in something i just can't remember what you probably have and you didn't notice Yeah, she she is she's genuinely (laughs) one of those actresses like very very impressive actress yeah um Oh, I've just she, apparently she was in Night and Day, that that Tom Cruise film that I really liked, despite the fact that it's shit. Oh, she's in Law Abiding Citizen. She's one of the lawyers. I forgot about that. Well, I, I don't. She you these, was. these are two quite bad films, so I shouldn't have brought those. Law Abiding Citizen is not a bad. No, it's film. not bad. Sorry, I, I don't mean bad. It's that's just, that's like a that's like as good as this an, film.
1: That's true. It's exactly. That film know, is I as say, good as the Suicide. Sorry, sequel. it is.
0: when I say bad, I don't mean bad. I mean what do I mean? I mean stupid low I mean. is 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 stupid but it is feels very, like it doesn't very realize exciting. it's stupid. No, 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 no this it film. Yeah, you know, low-rise is not self-aware of how ridiculous it is. I think that's probably why I found it a bit uh, But it sometimes. is it's, it's ridiculous but it is a really really fun and entertaining film that is an absolute ride. It yeah, is. And it's I, all, I really did I it's really all the things it. it needs to be. Shout out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um so yeah, Oh, rat, we were talking about Runch because I do want to go back to her very briefly um because yeah. i throughout the cycle, yeah well i and firstly i really liked the way they drew attention to um blood sports sort of relationship with his daughter and mm. relaying it through her that was really nicely done that was surprisingly like apart from the rick flag stuff i feel like character wise that was the you know most interesting stuff that was actually plot integrated character work with him learning yeah. to like the rats and everything as well that was you know that was cool but um <laughs> it's so silly <laughs> it's stupid but it was other the no, rats rat is what brilliant I mean. yeah, Again, yeah very grouped you know it's obviously yeah. you know the sort of the sort of humor james kind of goes for but um yeah her you know sort of the millennial being extremely sleepy all the time i, I don't know it's really little things like that i really appreciated. it because there are very few superheroes that are just very lazy and lethargic. I, re- I related to her very, very heavily on that. So I really enjoyed that. There's a mm. tiny thing I wanted to bring up. Um, yeah. Well, she's a millennial, right? Well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, look, to be honest, the whole, oh, she's a millennial, therefore jokes are kind of a bit old. and you know. Yeah, it's like, come on, John Cena. But I mean, I mean that's I'm part of it. His... I'm not a millennial. That's that's actually... the we're, we're like post-millennials or whatever they're called. No, we're um, so... just before millennials no no we're not um yeah because when we're, we're, we're from not, like we're after millennials no because millennials are like 2000s no no no, that's no. what that means that's not that's not what it means yes um, it is millennials means that you were born after the millennial no it doesn't um right i'm gonna find us here. it doesn't millennials um oh no you are right yeah sorry we are a year you, after we means, are a year after yeah Yeah, it means you have No, can't. i've just looked it up okay i've <laughs> Go, just wanted to make sure we were clear oh are we we're Generation X Z yeah or X or Z or whatever it is I think Generation is it, X is, is Millennials why are, people, why are people trying to group me amongst well, other people they're not trying to I think group, why am just, I being why am I being grouped for no good reason they're not I think it's more of the, that's my point like when they say oh Millennials blah, blah blah insert joke here it's kind of a bit of a boring joke because it only really makes sense to people over the age of like 35 to 40 baby boomers <laughs> Yes, you seem very behind the times on this. Like people are calling each other boomers, it's been a thing for a while. Yeah, I've heard um, that. I just didn't know it's necessarily that. Before, just because it sounded yeah, cool. It's a really boring derogatory term that some children use on the internet because they think they're funny. Excuse me, sorry. I'm very gassy today. um <laughs> I Don't know why I said that. On recording. I love how that's on the podcast. <laughs> I mean gassy in a lung sense, not in an ass sense. I just want to make that clear. I'm no, not, no, it was clear clearly you burped. I mean, I've been burping the whole way through this. So it's just, yeah, I've just I'm been usually better it at it. hiding it, but yeah, yeah, sorry. I had an iced tea. <laughs> it made me very... Yeah. I need a Long iced tea. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> What's happened? I'm pretty monging out. Um, so what did you think of the big fight at the end against Starro? Were you um, satisfied or not? I wasn't. Yeah, it didn't it didn't do much for me. It was obligatory, wasn't it? It made but there was it there it was some cool visuals. It yeah, like f- well, when, when Harley jumps into the eye, it's like oh, that's cool. I didn't expect that. Yeah, and the whole you know they're smashing through buildings and the and the um, the rats climbing all over it and the um, the polka dots like burning through it. It made for a very entertaining viewing, but it, there was no like sort of there was no pace to that fight there was no like oh we're overwhelmed what do we do shit it was just like yeah okay let's just do the things we've been doing up until this point point. and, and did you work. enjoy did you enjoy so that kind uh, of underwhelmed a little bit did you enjoy whacking Kosio in this film who is that he plays General Medrano in Quantum of Solace and he was also the villain in this film hmm that's who he was yes fuck I knew I knew him from somewhere Vamos! what a guy um, yeah i he was okay he's, he he he's great at playing evil generals to be his yeah, thing yeah. <laughs> the, i think the the I would have had more complaints to make about the villain if it weren't for the fact that Capaldi basically usurps them at the three-quarter mark, mark where he sort of yeah, goes, yeah. okay, I'm." let's face it, I'm the guy that's actually the villain. Let's face it, I'm the best actor in this thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, um, it, is, it is probably so, like another, this, every scene with him was like, you know, another compilation video of Capaldi acts. I do wish <laughs> that he had more scenes to to like flesh out his... Because it did feel more like he was a side character that just turned out to be... Like he didn't feel like he was actually running the operation. It just felt like, like literally, the the writers were just like, "Well, let's face it. He's going to make for a better speech maker and argument with the with the main characters. We might as well just use him as the surrogate for the main oh, villain." Well, it was probably a case of like, you know, he's got to deliver a lot of exposition. Yeah, get get an get the speech maker. La- well, it, they do it in loads of films when John Hurt was alive, isn't it? It's like we got <laughs> exposition. Yeah. Let's hire John Hurt. Who's got we'll the make... nicest voice? Hmm. You, know, it is, it, you know, it's a case of like um, these great, you know, British actors. For some reason, can turn exposition into really great scenes. It's theatre. it's, yeah. it's, it's theatre monologues. That's all it is. It is true because they are, it, are very expository, naturally, just aren't just they? Character so it's exposition. how it's how yeah. it's how can you expose you know physically as well, I guess, and emote... Because you know, Ollivander, that scene is technically quite ex- expository, isn't it? It's yeah. it's there to explain. I mean, it is an actual things. conversation, so it's not, as, it's yeah, not yeah. as bad, but okay, would it be a nitpick if I was to say I'm a bit disappointed that his role as the thinker never really became a thing? Yeah, no, that's a good nitpick. I think that it, it you know, it's like, oh, he's very clever. It's there just to say he's very clever. Like if he didn't but... have loads of weird light bulbs on his head, then nothing would be different, and I feel like that's a shame. That's a weird sentence. But... but then again, it is meant to, I think it's mise-en-scene at that point. It's like, you know, if he didn't have the light bulbs in his head, he wouldn't I just wish, like, that maybe thing. when he shouts, like, some, or, like, when he's angry, certain bulbs turn on, and when he's happy, other bulbs turn on. I, like, just something to make it more poppy and silly and fun and actually, like, do something with it. I would, like, you know, like a Dalek, essentially, where he talks, yeah, the yeah, bulbs yeah. go or something. Or, sure. like, if a bulb Burst when he got really furious. Something I know these sounds like dumb ideas, but I just wish they'd done something with it because all the other characters have really well uh, expanded on gimmicks. Like, we didn't even talk about Bloodsport's really cool guns oh, that, that in, impressed how me more than they those? should have done. How did he get those? They're how like cool. They're sort of just like Stark nanotech shirts, but they're just copying that, aren't they? So cool. But it's yeah, it's really. I mean, it, how? How? I felt like how a proper ten-year-old have... watching that. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's proper G.I.J. level. Yeah. Like stop on. bringing up G.I. Joe! Will you <laughs> so stop it? I'm just so excited for the new G.I.J. film. <laughs> I've literally At spent this rate, last... I am going to have to watch the... <laughs> yeah, I've watched the first one. Oh, I've spent, I have spent the last God. week watching video essays on that film. <laughs> Why? It's great. i um, watching video. essays on Winnie the Pooh. It's literally got two of my favorite things in there. Once I tell you those two things, you'll be like, fair enough. So obviously you know Eccleston's in it, and he's a yeah. villain, and he's brilliant. All right. And no, the other I, thing is, no, I'm the guy, the that. guy who, the guy who plays Darth Maul plays a samurai. Does he have action scenes as said samurai? Yes. All right. That's really, cool. They're really cool. <laughs> they they oh. are really. They're really cool. All right, maybe. maybe, oh, maybe And know. interestingly, actually, oh, those did. action scenes, the second film is a worse film, definitely, but his action scenes are better. And the new film is his origin story, which is weird because we've already seen. Oh, his now you've put me off again. No, you'd have to watch the new one, but watch the first. You need to watch G.I. Okay. Joe, Rise, Rise of the Cobra. I'll watch it with you. <laughs> All right, I'll, yeah, I'll watch it next time I see you, maybe. Yeah. I think it's. it doesn't, I feel like it's not the sort of thing I'd want to watch at my home. I don't think I could be arsed. It's like oh, we'll watch it with um we'll watch it with Sean because he oh okay got there that's, that's a proper Sean movie yeah and no, I, I, I I concur um, yeah okay. yeah so this film I really don't want to say bad things about it because I'm well really, what else can you I, think of about it that is bad because well, maybe it's, all it's just really, for me it's a bit it's all very obvious it's a massive it's, a mass, it's a very it's very messy but then again it's that's what really it wants to messy be. the plot's not particularly interesting yeah the but resolution there's not much tension in it. But There's... again, it doesn't care. This is the weird thing. Like, I feel like everything it does that you could say is bad, it genuinely seems to not care. Yeah, as if you're like this. Yeah, it's like saying, yeah, that applies to a normal film, but we're not making a normal film. You know, that applies to a, a good film. We're not making a good film. We're making a really fun film. It's. I think. T- I think tonally speaking, not tonally. I suppose in terms of the vision, it's it's halfway b- between the Guardians films and Deadpool. Where it's yeah, getting perilously close to vegetable. breaking the first fourth wall, but it breaks the fourth wall within the narrative rather than overtly through the characters recognizing their place. Which, yes. which as a as a style, is really is really good, and that's quite a difficult lines to balance because you are. It's obvious that all the characters sort of know they're in a mental plot, but they never say it, which mm. is why it, which is why it's funny. I think, I think, it's kind of hard to, to kind of explain yeah, like comedy that. like that. But it's just, I think it's, yeah, in that respect, <laughs> even though the film is completely dumb, it's kind of way cleverer than it seems. No, it is. But then again, I kind of see like um, a kid there. James where going, Gunn, oh, actually, this James film's Gunn really clever he, because it's subverting felt, you. Well, no, but that is clever. Also, he um, said that he felt, if this means anything to you, uh, it's certainly his opinion. He said that Jeez. this film is, he says he believes he's currently at the absolute top of his directorial game. I mean, in terms of his style, I feel like this is the most James Gunn film. It's not the best James Gunn film, but it is the most James Gunn film. Well, Guardians 2 is the best I've seen, but maybe this is the most because this is somewhere in between Scooby Doo Uh, and and Guardians. The two Scooby Doo films are both fives, just for clarification. Yeah, but I know, but the the Scooby Doo films are are like part of his, what what they call like schlock cinema, where it's like it's intentionally meant to be bad. Oh, yeah, they're properly like, they are are to 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 James Gunn what 300 is to Zack Snyder. What? Well, well, like, what do you mean? Well, as don't in, people, don't people love don't people love three hundred? Yeah, but it's still not like particularly good because still, have you watched three hundred? No, 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 I can't bother. I do yeah, have I mean, it's either. not like it's yeah. It's really quite. It's really completely dumb. Weirdly, I've almost it's... watched every Zack Snyder film. I've only got to watch three hundred, and um, I've got to watch sucker punch. Have you seen his new film? What's his new film? He just um. Oh, what's it fucking called? Dawn of the Dead, is it? No, it's not Dawn of the Dead. That's his old Oh, film. yeah. What's the new uh, one? The Dawn zombie the one. His, his remake one. I didn't know he had a new one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, apparently it's fine. <laughs> you know, well, I've no well, interest thing in thing watching is, that. The thing so is, right, films. how slowly does a zombie walk already? And how slowly <laughs> can he make it walk? You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be 20 minutes of it walking like a meter. In twenty years time, Zax Nancy is just going to be one zombie walking from one end of the city to the other end. That's gonna be it. Oh yeah. It'll be five days long. Yeah. Because <laughs> he'll be going he'll be trying to beat the Battle of the Sun for longest film of all time. And it'll be narrated by Anthony Hopkins talking about yeah. everything that's going on while it's happening. And everything's gonna be in slow motion. Yeah, Anthony Hopkins will have recorded it during the last three years of his life. <laughs> <laughs> Some say it's what killed him. <laughs> yeah, a slow, a slow death. Um, <laughs> they locked yes. him in a recording studio for five <laughs> days. He didn't have any water. Um, no. Right. So, um, right. So, for what, this reason, it, it's perilously difficult to rate this film. But it, it's, it's. Uh, well, what, who do you think was the best performance again? I actually, Ooh. I'm so stuck because there's genuinely three performances for me. Four, even. I, I think Peter Capaldi. Um, there's three really because I, 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 although Margot Robbie's great. Because, I've got, I've got uh, three as well, but I think I've got three different ones to you. Well, mine are Capaldi, Cena, and the guy who plays Rick Flag. Okay, my three are Capaldi, um, Margot Robbie, and um, Idris Elba. This is genuinely oh, okay. might be my favourite Idris Elba performance, weirdly. Oh, it's definitely my favourite Idris Elba. Because I looked at his films, and like most of the films I've seen him in aren't very good. Well, like he always, he always plays second fiddle in a lot of films, and it's a shame. He felt. I felt if, like he got way better. He wasn't like completely center stage in this, but I think he got really nice space to to breathe and be funny because they very rarely get him to be funny. I think. Yeah, it's, it's fact, a, it's he's like, in the um. Sorry, beasts of no nation film, which is meant to be really good. It's it? like it's in, Hobson he's, he's in Hobson Shaw. He's he's in Hobson Shore, obviously, but and he's again, this is very much like a Suicide Squad one and two kind of thing, where in that film. He was over the top, but the film was playing it straight, so he kind of it kind of came off as kind of rubbish. Whereas in this film, he is being completely bonkers, and that's part yeah. of the structure of the film. Oh, exactly. I just want to see what I've seen him in. Um... Uh, he's. Uh, I mean, no. Actually, to be fair, his best performance is Luther.
1: Oh yeah, exactly. he is. He
0: is absolutely tremendous. Well, I, I've seen him in loads of films. I don't like, for example, Cats. Star He's Trek in Cats. Yeah, 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 he's the bag. Fuck guy. me. Uh, Star Trek Beyond, uh, Finding Dory, For the Dark World, Hobson. Oh, Thor. he's great as Heimdall. He is. No, oh, I love you him. You love Heimdall. him as Heimdall. Oh, yeah, yeah, Heimdall's like my favorite thing in the four <laughs> movies. Don't get me wrong. I love Heimdall. Like I honestly adore him. I don't know why. Uh, There's literally I, no, no explanation. No, I he's mean... just so he's so cool. He's got a sword that sends people places. Just... How cool is that? <laughs> how cool is how cool is Heimdall? Like he's just completely. Uh, uh, like how literally, quickly literally... comic book films make us look like children. <laughs> I know. Um, Pacific Rim, you know, tw- 28 weeks later. You he's know. in a lot of shit, isn't he? Like Zootropolis is my favourite of his performances. Um, oh, okay. And then American Gangster, he's really good in. Takers, he's really good in with Hayden Christensen. But then, yeah, I-, I really want to see He's Beasts pretty good no- in um, in Rock and Roller. He's not amazing in it, but he's pretty good, just as an FBI. I-, I, want- I don't know what he does in Beasts of No Nation, but I want to see it because it's um, directed by... The guy who made um, No Time to Die, and it's got like seven point seven on IMDb, and it's meant to be amazing. Okay, I think because because giving it to Capaldi, I think would just be too gratuitous of me, and I think because Margot would probably win in most of the other films she's in. I'm prob- I was really surprised by how much I enjoyed his performance because he's like I say, he's very rarely given room to breathe. Although I think Cena would be close as well. is so cool in this film. Yeah, he's really brilliant. I can't. It's one of those things where you're like you forget that wrestling is acting. You're yeah. Like, oh, yeah, of course he's a good actor. He was a wrestler. You know, he could do all his own stunts as well. Like it does make sense, but you kinda of think when you're watching it, you just like, you know, you think you're that wrestlers. Do you think he do you think he got him because he'd worked with Batista? Could well be. I mean, I guess I mean, to be fair, seen as more of an actor than he is a wrestler at this point. But Yeah, but I mean a lot of wrestlers make that move. After The Rock did it, basically a lot of wrestlers are like, why don't I do that? you know? It's a good I mean it's a it's a very good career um, move. Yeah, I like. I don't know. I, I can't really say Rick Flagg because. <laughs> yeah, you he, can. You but he's can playing the straight He's straight manning it. No, I am going to go for. I'm sorry. I kind of feel like I I do have to go for Capaldi because every scene he's in, I feel like he out acts everyone. I will never complain about you giving it to. It's Kavita Capaldi. I am going to get Peter Cloudy. It's, the, it's just the, gar- it's did, the guy. Yeah. So you know the guy who whistles in Guardians, who you always remember his name. I'm Yondu. Sure you know him. Yondu. I yeah. don't know the he, name of his he, actor. He's, he's, in in it. It. he's in it, isn't Yeah. Michael Rooker. Yeah, he's in it. He's the guy who uh, walks into the sea at the, at the start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was a weird inclusion. I wonder. Yeah. If, yeah. There's those yeah. cool people like Nathan Fillion's in it as well, and you know they get um, Weasel is played by Sean Gunn. You know the guy oh, who's the, yeah. the first, the first mate. Wait, I believe he he's related to. Uh, who also he also does the mocap for a rocket, interestingly. Does he? Didn't know. Yeah, because David Bradley only does the voice. Weirdly. Do you, do you mean David Bradley? Do I even no? Is it you I'm mean sure. Bradley Cooper? Bradley Cooper. Who's David Bradley? <laughs> Plays Filch. Oh fuck! Off. I always yeah. <laughs> oh, so names. Right. I'm not. Oh, good at but names. I do. I do want to say Rick Flag. Though you know. Why don't you make your fucking mind up? Uh, I don't know. So we can talk about seats. <laughs> uh, just just say Rick say... Flag. We all know you want to. Mm, okay. Go with your heart, Joel Kinnaman. Yeah, Oh, I'm um, gonna miss it. I'm gonna miss him. I, I can't. I don't want to watch the next one. He's not dead. Is he not? Did you stay to the end of the credits? Oh no, it's not him. It's it's Peacemaker. They bring back not Rick Flag. No, it's Rick Flagg. No, it was Peacemaker on that bed. I'm pretty sure it was Rick Flagg. No, it was Peacemaker. Hundred. Peacemaker didn't wait. Peacemaker dies as well. Oh yeah, he does. His pacemaker. They probably put him on a pacemaker, but that's not my point. Uh, hey, so he was, so, uh. was um, <laughs> Yep, yeah, pacemaker didn't die. Hang on, I, I just I, I believe you. I just really I just want to check because I honestly when I watched it, I was like, oh, they're bringing back Rick Flag. That's weird. Um, Javelin was fun, wasn't he? Oh yeah, that was that was funny as well. The way that um, Harley took it and didn't know what to do with it until the end. Yeah, again, just like- surprisingly nice check-offs, guns, and payoffs there. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, let's have a look. Ah, oh, stone. so cool. That film. Who are you looking for? I'm trying to find out about this. I think I can't find out. Hang on. You know this film's you got. You keep, you keep talking. 0. I'm just going to keep googling. You know this film's things. got 8.0 on IMDb. I think that's a bit high. But but again, this is very much like a, a Zack Snyder's Justice League thing where people are just really happy. Yeah, that, was um, good the OTAs have been given given power to do mad shit whether it's good or bad which I still you said that at the end of our Black Widow review you know and you're not wrong it's good to support that it's really good to support that like that's what I I would want every film to be that way you know you don't want to watch films made by committees I mean that's what what Ryan Johnson has over anyone else Mm. on the sequel trilogy is it feels less committee-ish even if it is kind of messy you know it's kind of fun to see, at least, you know, you seeing someone do what they wanted to do with it, you know? Okay, I can't find out who it is. I'm, I'm just going to believe you that I got it wrong about the Rick Flag thing. Oh, that's a shame. I was kind of looking forward to Rick Flag coming back. Yeah, Rick Flag needs to come back because he's I'd, the good I'd honestly um, kind of built Rick, myself up to be like, oh, Rick it's okay Flagg because is, he'll come back. He's the heart of America, you know? He needs to come back. Ah, oh, that's such a that's such a bummer. All right. Um, cool. Out of scene? ten. Oh, sorry. Out favourite scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, I thought your favourite scene was when they go to the camp. Yeah, it's between that and Harley's escape. My favourite scene is probably Hmm. I, I actually do think the my favourite scene is when she kills the guy and says you just look, you know, prettier with all these thoughts coming. Yeah, that you know, is a I bad. mean that's a stellar one as well. Yeah, that's probably my favourite bit. I mean I feel like film. that's that's just the start of that scene, isn't it? I don't know. Is it not? I feel like that scene happens and then immediately she escapes. Nothing happens between that. Oh no no she gets tortured and no, she doesn't see so yeah it's yeah, a bit they're literally, It's literally like half an hour apart from yeah. yeah, Paris game. yeah. Um No no if that's fair enough then. Um, I can't wait to buy this film. I, <laughs> I actually I, love this film. I think out of 10 I would rate this um, I, 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 think it, I think it might I, it's such a fucking mess I might give it a 7. Yeah, you so see, you're in the same place as me where you don't know whether to give it a six or seven. That's me. Yeah. I, um, well, having just, because we recorded Black Widow. It's tonight, really right, good. Let's be coy. But having isn't just great? talked, Having just talked about um, Black Widow, yeah. this is miles apart um, as a film. It's so much better. Well, yeah. yeah. There's other. I I, I give The Dig a six, and I think this film is a little bit better than. It's probably not better, but it kind of is. I can't use the dig comparison because I gave The Dig a solid mid seven. Which I stand by. What's your your highest six that you give? Well, my highest highest six. I mean, I've got two films on here that I give a six you haven't seen yet. I mean, okay, so Escape from Pretoria that was like a mid six. Uh, okay, well this is better than that. Morita- yeah, 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 it's better than that. Mauritania, um, oh. I gave a seven. It's yeah, this, not it's as good not as that. A, it's not as good. As but that. that's a mid seven, so yeah, it yeah, still yeah. could yeah. be a lower seven. I'm gonna, gen- I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna scroll through our thing so I can. Well, my sevens are Sound of Metal, Mauritania, and Nomadland, and Malcolm and Marie, And the Suicide Squad is not on the same level as those films. <sighs> Oh, yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to give Suicide Squad a ridiculously high six because it's not great. If it was great, Tell you what, should then... we, I think? I think we should definitely not not re-review it, but I think we should. Um, well, when we rank, we, the should, DCU we should put a big films. asterisk by this one. That this is going to need when, to settle a bit. Yeah, when we rank the DCE films, I think we'll know better. Um, this is definitely, definitely the best DCE film I've seen. It's the only one I give above a five. I, I think. think. I th- I, I'm come back to that. I think because I haven't given anything a particularly low seven, I'm going to give this my, my lowest seven possible, but it might bleed down to a high six. So we'll see. What it's, happens. It, yeah, there you go. We've got a covered um, in between us. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it yeah, is. It is fully on that cusp. There is. I think I like this. Oh, let me think. Hang on. I like this. I like this more than any other DCEU film. There is. I. Th- is it the. Hang on. What have I given the. Well, it's definitely my favourite DC. film. DC okay. The problem like is this. we we kind of disagree on Man of Steel because I give Man of Steel really low seven. I give it so, a really low four. And, and you know what? All the reasons you gave, completely fair, uh, <laughs> completely completely fair. Well, it's just that it's just comes down to yeah, that comes down to what you want, or, and also kind of just what you want from the Superman kind of story. And I yeah, yeah. And I, and honestly, I you know, it might not age well in my brain, but we'll see. Um, I think if I leave aside that Man of Steel because that kind of confuses me. I think I'm gonna to have to agree. There is another film that gets close that you haven't seen yet, and oh, who Aquaman. knows what. Oh, I think Aquaman is almost as good as this. I give Aquaman like a really solid six. Oh, that's cool. I'm excited for that. It's I really quite, like. I really like Wonder Woman, so, by the way, but it is average. No, I think Wonder Woman's a six. Not a five. It's, not a really high. Five. No, it's a, it's a lowish, mid to lowish six. Do you not? Do you not think that the last twenty minutes are so? Kind of I, bad. Though. I do, but but then again, you got to again. We've got to we got to be fair about lowering of averages a little bit. You know, it still has yeah. a nice catharsis at the end. It's just that the conclusion before said catharsis is yeah very run of the mill. Yeah, yeah, and that's a shame. A All bit the like stuff the building idea. up. is a years. bit of the Batman problem, really. Well, I, yeah, you're right. Um, and yeah, I'm hoping Birds of Prey are gonna, is going to be uh, is going to be good. I'm Whereas hoping we, that's a six. We, we still need to finish Shazam. The fact that we haven't yeah, finished that yet doesn't bode well for it. It's, cur- it's currently not at a six for me, Shazam. It's it's cur- yeah, cur- half, we're halfway it's through. Like it a, and I it's like, a low, it like five, a low five, low five. I give it like four. a mid five at the minute. At the minute, it's okay. There's been a lot of really good humor, and there's been a lot of like nice sort of I feel stuff like that I don't, didn't expect to happen in a superhero film, and it does feel like its own thing. I feel like it's very badly paced. though. Well, I think we—it's a shame that we haven't the finished. We, it is it a shame that we had to stop watching halfway. Yeah, go, so that the, the pacing might be difficult for us to judge when we re, when we finish watching it. But yeah, we'll, I guess we'll find out. It just feels like a, you know a bit of a mid two thousands straight to video, not great film. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was anyway. an extremely messy review and an extremely messy film. Cheers. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for tuning Fine. in. And Cheers. you didn't pitch any other. You didn't pitch any other podcast this time. Well done. Thank you. Kudos. Cheers. All right. Bye. I'm going to go listen to Caravan of Garbage. Thank you for listening to Outer Ten, or at least being in the vicinity of a device which happens to be playing it. If you've struggled through to the end, you've either skipped through the podcast, in which case shame on you, or you actually enjoyed it somehow. If so, we'd love to hear your thoughts on lists we should make or reviews we should do for any film, TV show, album or game you want. Just make sure it's not boring. You can find us on Twitter at outer underscore one zero or send us an email to outer one zero podcast at gmail.com or one word. And all complaints may be sent to us via your nearest recycle bin. See you soon.